Varun Kumar Das has over 20 years of experience in talent identification, development and management. He specializes in managing change and cultural diversity in a wide canvas of industries, especially in the context of mergers and acquisitions. His expertise lies in aligning people capabilities to enable business objectives. Arun has created strong synergies between performance management and employee development, ensuring that the business has competent internal talent pool to work in the challenging business scenarios. He does that by creating assessment systems and strong talent management tools to deliver results in a highly charged atmosphere. A strong advocate of the strength-based leadership, he has institutionalized a number of interventions whereby the talent management philosophy focuses on people synergies, bringing out the best on the platform. And Arun is also a frequent speaker in the talent development and management sessions as well as seminars. He is deeply involved in career counseling for youngsters as well as professionals, seeking career advice and contributes to the initiatives around the cars. Let's chat with him today on how centennials should approach learning. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV for a better future. Friends, I am your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional, but a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live. Because through the Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for joining me. And Arun, Hachi, welcome to the Guiding Voice. And thank you so much for being part of the journey. I'm super excited to have you as a guest speaker today. Thank you, Naveen. I mean, it, it sounded like the voice of God when you started. But yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for having me on the show. Elated to share whatever little that I have learned or know. And looking forward to the next couple of minutes or uh, possibly an hour of conversation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah looking forward to it. And uh, in fact, uh, just to set the context to the audience, Arun has trained my brother about uh, 18, 19 years ago. And uh, my yeah. brother is a big, big fan of uh, Arun. And in fact, he recommended me to host him on Arun. And today, I'm humbled to have him part of uh, TGV. So, Arun, without further ado, let's get started. Maybe, can you share your career journey and highlight uh, a few key milestones which helped you reach wh- where you are today? Sure. I did not plan my journey. I'll, I'll be honest about it. I, I started that I'm, I'm a curious human being. So I started where I started while in college, sold, I think, greeting cards to start with. That was the first job to earn a few bucks. That was the first earning. Post that, somebody introduced me to uh, Indian Market Research Bureau, worked there, uh, learned a lot. I continued my education along with that. In fact, I did, took a detour from studying to be an engineer and then I Cut that off halfway through, or rather in the first year, gone back to a regular graduation college back in Bhubaneswar where I finished my education. And uh, well, I started off with sales, got into training because I chose to be on the side of the table. The opportunities came knocking at my door for being in HR. So I got into HR, continued to have a strong focus in training even while I was managing HR for IT companies. And then at some point in time, I took a decision to be in training. So I quit my job because nobody gave me a job as a trainer. Quit my job, prepared materials, went back to the organizations, became a freelance trainer for them. 
and yeah the the rest is history i i have been in training now in customer service a couple of dashes here and there in hr but uh, training remains my first love and here i am talking <laughs> to you that that's quite an illustrious journey and i think you had an opportunity to be in sales hr and training which you are continuing in fact i'm also so fascinated towards training i train people on uh, lean six sigma and business improvement uh, business process improvement concepts and all and it's so enriching experience that we come across as a trainer and i can resonate uh, with you on the passion towards it and arun i'm also curious to know about your success mantra and what are the top 3 things uh, that have helped you to be successful in your career so far yeah it's 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 actually difficult to bring it down to three things there are a lot of people who made me what i am today um and uh, the the things which have moved me uh, to where i am today are uh, if i have to bring it down to three literally is willingness to take calculated risks i just talked about my career journey and um, i have taken risks but i have kind of taken calculated risks i'll be honest so that is one the second one is very strong work ethics i i live for the ethics that drive me to do the job that i am interested with or i have taken up so that's the second strong work ethic the third one is adaptation to the uh, changing circumstances and i think i have seen from no communication tools to telephones at home to communicating over multimedia uh, in a seamless environment it has it has only been humbling to be in this era that i have been born in but uh, yeah i mean ad- adapting to the continuous changing environment is a third one hmm. yeah without adaptation i think there is no future today uh, instantly i read an article and which is highlighting about dinosaurs dinosaurs uh, ceased to exist just because they failed to adapt right <laughs> all right so let's now jump into the core of today's conversation in these days of instant gratification and binge watching and so much of media that is available at the fingertips right how should centennials approach learning because their attention levels are very very low compared to the previous generations and all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it it's evolution of mankind and they are in the best space today the centennials were born between what 1997 onwards um if you 1990s to about 2010 uh if you look at the change that has been fueled by multiple factors right multiple factors including the Uh, digital opulence that they have uh, around them i mean look at it i i never had this right so that's that's kind of the major change and that made them digitally savvy uh, and that's why we call them digital natives uh, in fact if you look at them they approach learning very very effectively and use technology to their advantage what do they need to do however is continue to practice mindfulness in case they are not doing it already setting clear goals and priorities because that's important you when you set out to you know on a journey it is important for the centennials to know the end objective right like stephen covey says begin with the end of my begin with the end in mind and if you don't give them that focus if you don't let them have that focus they're not going to be engaged the next one is collaboration and collaboration with peers and seeking out mentorship and guidance are the two other things that uh, i w- i would suggest that they are building to their strategy which is going to help them not only create 
definitive and effective goals but also to go through the journey that they are going through so five factors i will brief uh, you know paraphrase uh, one is practice mindfulness if you not if you are on anything the second one is use technology to the advantage that you need set very clear goals and prioritize them uh, collaborate with peers with the fourth one and uh, mentorship is 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 an ongoing process uh, irrespective of the generation that we are dealing with my suggestion is mentorship is the fifth one that they should seek i think out of all these aspects what i have noticed in my daughter herself i in fact i have two daughters one is uh, in her ninth standard and the other one is in third standard the mindfulness the attention span and the mindfulness aspect right they don't uh, do things with un- with with undivided attention kind of thing and they keep asking the same question again and again right so that is one major problem i think which needs to be addressed and uh, thanks for bringing that up and moving ahead like in your experience I'll just, if i may yeah yeah please sorry if i may just add one more bit to that i Absolutely. i i have two teenagers uh, mm-hmm. 17 and uh, 15 mm-hmm. uh i learned quite a bit from them and and yeah. i i have a slightly different perspective to what you just shared right mindfulness yeah. comes because we want to practice mindfulness yeah uh, just try and figure yourself out as a as an artist yeah try and figure yourself out as possibly a gig worker or a cloud crowd worker where you required to be a disc jockey or a or a man, uh, you know uh, mc uh, the master of ceremonies and stuff like that now now rephrase this entire statement right they are super curious and that's what yeah. i love about this yeah. this uh, uh, and because they're super curious the number of questions and number they'll come back to the same point if they don't understand right and that yeah. that's the beauty of this generation we uh, are the previous generations we had different focus mm-hmm. but these guys uh, this generation wants to learn and wants to learn seriously right yeah. Yeah. they want to absolutely be clear so i just wanted to put that perspective in place because i see the two teenagers yeah. uh, at home uh, mm-hmm. their, their journeys and it's, it's quite enlightening i must say <laughs> yeah, yeah i i can understand that and uh, thanks for sharing that as well and now let's talk about uh, in in general like since you have uh, close to two decades or a little over two decades of experience uh, as a corporate trainer so what are certain mistakes that you have noticed that people make while learning right would you like to highlight something i would in fact uh, make it slightly generic uh, because Uh, these mistakes are done across generations uh, it is not only about gen z it is about the millennials the gen x and the baby boomers as well yeah having said that you know the way and i'm talking about a global perspective um, irrespective of the kind of education that one has gone through one is uh, don't go into an information overload and this is this is something that is uh, on the learning strategists or the content creators uh create small bites of information and today is the world of youtube's tiktoks and netflix uh if you can't give them the information in the way they want it the information is never going to get consumed so do not overload uh and and uh, we end up overloading ourselves with information while we are especially quote and quote learning the second one is uh, we focus too much of memorization you know and and this is i understand this about 
uh, the way uh, education happened in india so far uh, and it is changing i can see very very blatant uh, and honest efforts about it uh, a lot of education institutes are making this effort to make sure that the uh, it's not all about memorization it is all about creating that connection which is my third point right most of the times we don't make connections we retain information memorize them and then try to apply them uh, while we are doing anything whether it is gardening whether it is cooking uh, or maybe corporate learning uh, we do not try and make enough connections so contextualizing information is the third one uh, practice practice and practice there is no uh, there is nothing called there is no word called enough practice the fourth mistake is not practicing enough and it is an essential part of the learning process but if people do not practice enough the long term retention doesn't happen right yeah uh, or the application of the knowledge at the work front or otherwise it doesn't happen that last one is fear of failure i still whenever i start any kind of a learning uh, myself i'm afraid what mistakes will i make uh, but that's something that is that comes naturally to the generation that we are talking about centennials you guys are born with it uh, so uh, make sure that you do not have a fear of failure uh, while you are uh, learning anything so these are the five top mistakes that i would call out mm-hmm. so this actually reminded me about uh, rancho character of uh, three idiots the way that guy Absolutely. establishes the school right out of the practical experience and all and the other day i was uh, sharing similar thing in one of the interviews right we have been focusing on the rote learning right it has to start at the basics because uh, if uh, we focus on the adult learning the way corporate programs are designed right they have that particular retention levels which are higher compared to what we learn in the school because these are all activity based learning absolutely right so on the on that note as an individual like let's assume uh, i'm attending a workshop or a training right uh, how how can i retain knowledge for long like what what should be my focus as a participant all right i think it's important to understand that there are the practice or application uh, is what makes uh, the retention uh, go a lot farther than it, it would be otherwise right overall if you have to retain knowledge for a long term it's important to use something called a spaced repetition the second one would be active recall third one like i said making connection fourth one is uh, practice and teach uh, there is nothing uh, and maybe that is why i picked up teaching as a profession or training as a profession but there's nothing to replace teaching uh, or explaining it and the last one right not many people talk about it everybody is busy in their lives and doing more uh, for less sleep get enough sleep uh, i i will not define the number of hours everybody is built differently but if you do not sleep your brains do not your uh, uh, you know the uh, nervous system in your brains uh, they do not work efficiently right so the neural system I'm, i'm sorry that's not nervous system the neural system in the brain do not work effectively so if you if you sleep properly the rest of it like i said it will uh, come to work but just to I, I, you know explain for the for for uh, a better understanding i would explain two things that i called called out one is space retention a space a spaced repetition 
that's a technique uh, and and we need to learn that technique uh, that involves reviewing material at an increased intervals over time so you set up a time saying that okay i will repeat this material not only read that right and there are certain digital tools as well uh, to do that these basically this technique helps to reinforce learning uh, and improve uh, the retention part you must have seen flashcards being used in certain uh, training right that yes, is certainly. one of the reasons great yeah. and that's one of the reasons why we use flashcards there are other digital tools including uh, which which is a post information or a post quiz uh, with about two three uh, words and that's where micro learning is used very effectively for using spaced repetition the second one that i called out uh, navin is active recall Activity. yeah that that involves re- retrieving information from the memory rather than simply reading it you know rereading it just it's an optical illusion that our brain creates but if you you know retrieve it from the memory while you are thinking about a concept uh, that will help you use that and create a muscle memory uh, what one can do to make sure that happens there are enough and more practice tests end of module practices end of module quizzes or there are exercises including focus groups class activities you know the peer group learning all of that can be done to make sure that you uh, are able to you know not only retain but apply that knowledge uh, on demand cards are a great example to support uh, so to support the spaced repetition and spaced repetition as well as active recall are the two techniques here wonderful arun and uh, now uh, i'm curious to understand what are the must possess soft skills for those aspiring to grow as leaders in their industry awesome and i'd like to just clarify something soft skills is not language at all language is just another skill uh, above soft skills right and most often in my conversations people take language as one of the soft skills it is the communication that is the soft skill and irrespective of the generation that's important so for gen z uh, you know the typical part of this uh, centennials uh, as a, as a generation which i which i deeply uh, respect and love they have grown up with the social media uh, access right from the day one and uh, they are digitally savvy uh, they have grown up with digital communication you know the world of whatsapp uh, instagram facebook uh, what not uh, they are all on it uh snap it is important that they develop a very very strong verbal and written communication skills now what happens is there is there is an advantage of knowing the language uh that takes you possibly 30% uh in your journey but the rest of the 70% would be when you are articulative when you know contextualization of communication when you know your audience and you are creating communication around the expectation of the audience so the first one is communication second one is adaptability uh, this generation is known for the resilience and the, uh, adaptability uh, which is a very very valuable skill in in this uh, ever changing world right and it, it's rapid the changes that we done so they already have that skill called adaptability collaboration is something that do they do by default uh, gen z is highly skilled uh, at uh, working in teams so collaboration is the third 
the creativity again they are really the highly creative and innovative generation look at the number of you know innovative platforms or the products or the concepts that we have at this time and space and and it you know they, they should constantly engage in generating fresh ideas or challenging the status quo there is nothing better than creativity uh, which which challenge the conventional thinking as well the fifth and the most important part is emotional intelligence you know whatever said and done if you do not have an eq which is emotional quotient uh, that will not make you the right person or rather a good individual to connect with so my top 5 skills i would uh, rephrase it emotional intelligence creativity collaboration adaptability and communication excellent very well summarized arun and uh... Now I have a curious question, and which has been lingering on my mind for quite a long time. In fact, uh, I, I don't know why I didn't uh, check with the corporate trainers before, but I, I I would like to take this opportunity to ask you this question. Like uh, I I would like to understand whether you guys, as corporate trainers, provide any feedback to the management slash leadership about the potential talent from their company. Okay, after delivering the workshops or sessions, saying that hey, you know. probably this xyz person right is so good and maybe you want to focus on him does that really happen all the time i'll be honest with you all okay. the time so you know the business of a talent hunter i'm not talking about in context of a, you know a consultant or a or a consultant who is a hiring guy i'm talking about a talent hunter in the media space so i had the fortune of working with a media space for 2 years right Uh, i came across a lot of people including talent management guys uh, uh, and one of the things that i learned from them uh, while they travel in the local trains in bombay or in the subs in uh, london uh, while they are in a club or at a lit fest irrespective of wherever they are uh, they are always on the lookout for the right behavior looks and uh, projection and so on and so forth very early in my life when i chose to be a trainer this has been a constant uh, expectation that we have uh, from the people uh, above tell us who's bright and tell us who's not participating we have a term called ews early warning signal but we also have a term which is called potential or high potential identification high pot identification both of these are realities while we train um and and the answer is a big one uh, yes thank you thank you for uh, letting me know in fact i i, I was uh, under the assumption yeah. that these guys will definitely share but it is always uh, better to hear from the expert directly and uh, now let's uh, switch hats like uh, switching your hat as a career counselor as well as a coach what trends did you observe in the last 2 to 3 generations right from zenx millennials and the centennials especially from the career planning perspective awesome so uh, this is interesting right like i said um, this generation has had the career options like nobody else had. Uh, who could have thought about 10 years back about navin being a podcaster and such a successful one and who would have thought that the youtubers or the influencers would be a career option for the for the generation now keeping all this right there are three generations that we are dealing with baby boomers are almost about to retire or have retired 
but they are still in the gig workforce, which I really appreciate. Gen X, uh, which is between, uh, uh, this generation is born between 1965 and 90, uh, just reflect back on their journey as professional. They, they depended on creating a traditional career path. I'll be a doctor, engineer, architect, civil engineer, uh, lawyer, corporate communication guy, advertising guy, anything, right? Uh, that generation chose a particular path and continued with that. Uh, they moved up the corporate ladder or the business ladder that they chose and prioritized job security and financial stability over anything else. This generation has always placed a high value on loyalty to their employers and their job tenure, right? So that's that's the focus that Gen X has had. Millennials, um, which is, uh, this generation is born between 81 and 1996. This is a very different perspective and there's a shift, major shift that we, we have seen in this. Uh, often they have prioritized work-life balance, uh, personal fulfillment, right? Uh, and the opportunity to make a positive impact on the world. The, the highest involvement on the corporate social responsibility or otherwise uh, voluntary work, you would see uh, millennials being involved or millennials starting off. Some of the generic, uh, genetics, uh, including me, we have participated or gone into it, but that's possibly if you ask me, has that been a priority over work, uh, over the work uh, fulfillment or the uh, security aspect, the answer is millennials are far better at that. They have uh, always valued flexibility, remote work, and opportunities for personal and professional development and learning, right? So that's the second generation that we've dealt with. Now, here's, here comes the most interesting uh, part about Gen Z. They enter the workforce with a very different set of expectations and priorities. They've grown up in the, uh, they've grown up as digital natives, right? And they're comfortable with tech and social media. Uh, you would never see anybody hiding behind a, a wheel to uh, not reveal their real side on the social media. They are absolutely honest and blatantly honest. They often prioritize their career paths that align with their values. Now, this is, this is what I keep on telling. Uh, whether it is my hiring team or any anybody who talks to me from the hiring space, is it create a purpose? Only then, if uh, you are able to align that purpose with the person that you're hiring from Gen Z, will they value your offer? Otherwise, forget about it. There are multiple options ahead of them. So they often prioritize uh, uh, the opportunities which align with their values or their uh, their perspectives. They are always willing to take risks to pursue their passions. I mean, look at the last two years and look at uh, LinkedIn. Uh, see how many people have moved houses to stay in um, hill stations or beach resorts uh, or move permanently to those locations and they are pursuing something completely different from what they were doing. I, I know uh, at least about two dozen people who are doing this and they're doing very well for them. For this generation, the value is of diversity and inclusion and they seek out environments that promote these values. and also aligned to their, uh, you know, uh, uh, perspectives about life and fellow counselors, saying that adapt to this changing trend and provide guidance that is tailored, right? Uh, do not provide generic guidance saying that, hey, this is where I think. No, this is where I have seen this moving to. It is always data-backed, perspective-backed, and 
connect with what they want to do so that's my two bits on what is it that i observe uh, yeah. in the three generations great great observations and you have uh, shared a lot of valuable information and this conversation has been so so valuable as well as wonderful and let's add some spice to the episode so that our audience will get to know other side of you arun if you are okay let me kick off a quick rapid fire round oh. all right yeah here comes the first one and uh, i'm really curious to hear from the corporate trainer who is always on the other side <laughs> teaching and uh, mentoring people so have you ever slept in a classroom or a critical meeting you put me on a spot now <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be honest uh, uh, i haven't slept per se in a in a meeting or a classroom but yes have i dozed off the answer is yes and <laughs> yeah okay yes, of interesting <laughs> okay one thing that uh, you would uh, bring change in the industry today given a chance break the barrier and democratize uh, careers promote gig workforce we'll we'll get better yeah yeah very few companies have started doing that i think in about 5 to 10 years everybody might get into that mode but yeah that's a wonderful uh, change absolutely we yeah in my organization we have taken a very very big cognizance of that uh, in my past organization and in the current Mm-hmm. there is a there is a strategic effort towards that of yeah. building a gig workforce yeah so that that's that's important but also i think what the organizations need to do is promote ethical work practices mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and just be authentic be yeah. authentic about people experience don't just talk about it do something about it yeah yeah good one and can you describe yourself in just one word human h u m a n e and can you share a life incident can you share an incident that changed your life forever ah okay almost about what in the range of 2005 2000 between 2003 and 2005 sometime i don't remember exact dates i had lost my eyesight on 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 the left side right uh, i was on a vacation with the family uh, only, uh, and uh, wife and i were in, in on a trip to the local market there uh, this was in in a hill station mm-hmm. all of a sudden i see the uh, traffic light has a very different color and i was like wow this is still within india how is it that uh, we seeing these different colors and she was looking at me with you know saying that what's wrong with you i said you know what i see orange is red red as maroon and green as blue mm. so i thought maybe i have ha- i would have had uh, um a little uh, lesser sleep the previous night mm-hmm. i took a nap in the cab mm-hmm. uh, for about one hour drive or one and a half hour drive on the way back i realized i have tra- started seeing things in a very blurred manner and by the evening about 8 8:30 i had lost my eyes uh, i called up my i was i was uh, working out of calcutta those days i called up my ophthalmologist uh, mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. good friend as well uh, samir uh, so i called up samir saying that hey this is the problem and uh, what do i do he said take the next flight and come back i want to get a checkup done did a checkup he sent me to a hospital i wouldn't name uh, mm-hmm. they told me that you need to go through a surgery immediately and i was slightly skeptical so i took mm-hmm. a second opinion in a different hospital mm-hmm. now here comes the fun fact 
what i was told in the first hospital is because of my lifestyle okay uh, i i have lost the eyesight and i need to go through a surgery change the retina i mean replace the retina if required and then come back the second one the the hospital that i went to this time there was a malaysian doctor who was hod he was the head of department of the uh, hospital and then i went and showed it to him he said you know what there is nothing wrong with you. and i was like i was devastated saying that hey yeah. such a such an age i when i have to see the world i have lost one of my eyes and he said that there is nothing wrong uh, I, he gave me a reason why it happened he said it you're just too stressed and i remember those days i used to go to office at about 4 in the morning mm. and i used to come back at about 1 uh, o'clock uh, sleep for one one and a half hours freshen up and go back again so such was the need at least in my head and that is something that impacted the blood to flow with such a force that actually couple of blood cells cells burst behind my retina and that is why they had created a layer and he said that i can i have two options in front of you one mm-hmm. you understand this that it is stress created stress related you work with your stress uh and this will never come back to you if you can identify what happened the second one is of course uh is i'll, I'll operate and you will be done with it so i chose the first one and it's been almost about 17 18 odd years i've never gone back to that stage but i've understood stress is something so yeah with the two options i thought over it i said the first option looks better um, but it took me a whole almost about 3 to 4 months mm. to get get adjusted to that adapt to that change that day and today i follow something called choose what you can impact uh, you know what's in the circle of influence not beyond it's helped so yeah that was a major life changing incident it sounds so scary arun like uh, i i think it's a time for all the professionals to pay attention not to get stressed too much and i'm coming across this kind of incident and this kind of impact for the very first time so stress can lead to anything including la- loss of sight so scary and i'm glad that you take you took the right decision by approaching uh, the right uh, doctor at the right time right so kudos to the doctor as well for uh, giving the right advice and providing right treatment as well wonderful so this has been a great rapid fire and uh, let me fire the last one out of the rapid fire what is one electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself so many uh, you want me to state one yeah it'll be a time machine <laughs> i love to see a time machine come to reality and travel the time yeah would, would you like to travel to the past or the future both i'm i'm a curious human being and i i'd love <laughs> to see what was there what created us and what are we looking at going forward so yeah i'll be a you know nomad traveling both front and front and back yeah in fact many of my guests wish to have either time machine or teleportation so both are uh, still among the top uh, two fantasy gadgets and uh, yeah i wonder it it comes uh, true and it becomes a reality and that was a great rapid fire and uh, let's flip back to the mainstream and before i let you go one final question for today's uh, conversation so arun what will be the final message to our audience okay which you want them to carry home 
Now, I, I would assume that the audience would not only include the Gen Zs, but across all generations. Yes, uh, the first and the foremost, be authentic, guys. Uh, there is no better quality of a human being, you know, beyond being authentic. So being authentic, focus on creating experiences. Um, and I'm not talking about employee experience over here. I'm not talking about customer experience over here. Create experiences for everybody or anybody you come across on a day-to-day life. And the third one, uh, don't take life seriously. It's just a life. Do everything that you want to do, everything that you want to see, be, and uh, look beyond. So that would be my, that is my learning and just, just, just sharing those learnings. I'm nobody to advise anybody. But yeah, I mean, that's something that I would leave you with. Simply fantastic. Mind-blowing thoughts uh, over there. And uh, Arun, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And in fact, um, I you have exceeded my expectations. <laughs> when my brother had uh, mentioned about it, by that time itself, I know this will be a super hit and it is much more than that. Thank you so much. for Thank your time you so much. Insights. Thank you. All right. So friends, that was our episode with Arun Kumar Das. And you can connect with him on LinkedIn. Please refer to the show notes or the video description for the link. And before we move into the trivia section, here I request you, in case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from that wherever you have tuned in from. Also, if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's hop into the previous segment of today's episode. Today, we had a great conversation with Arun on Centennial learning. So I would like to bring a few facts about Gen Zs, who are also called as Aizen. And these are the facts uh, based on art, based on an article published by GenHQ.com. And Aizen typically are those who are born after 95. And uh, in some references, they also call as people who are born after 1997 as well. And this generation is presenting a whole new set of skills as well as challenges to its parents, marketers, employers, and the world at large. In fact, uh, Arun has uh, shared a few facts about them in terms of their learning approach and the kind of uh, curiosity that they demonstrate and all. And in addition to that, here are a few points which I would like to share with you guys. Uh, First and foremost is uh, members of iGen do not remember the attacks of September 11, which is popularly known as 9-11. And for them, it is a history. And uh, these guys are into extreme connectedness. Even the virtual reality is very much a part of their daily lives at work, play, and also in relationships. And YouTube is a television network with its own celebrities. And iGen's parents are millennials as well as Gen Xers. And they think that millennials are old, seriously. And if you have any interesting fact to share about centennials, please comment on social media wherever you found this episode. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And folks, also do not forget to share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions through social media or email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe, on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the conversations that matter and the conversations that add value to life and your career. Until next time, Bye-bye. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful episode.